try injecting a bit of voiceover into this podcast on accounting. I was silly and forgot. So as right here, as Link, I just introduced Link. Good morning. Hello, Alice. Hello, hello. All right, and here actually I begin with asking about their thoughts on mid-range mage, well, on the meta, and currently how the latter, what they're seeing. I discussed I was able to climb with both with a variety of decks, including Monk, Scout, and Control Mage. I then pass the baton over to Link to ask as he will, as you will now hear him speak, and then I pass it over to Lateralis. Uh, explosion of mid-range mage. So many mid-range mages. So many. Snaxy man's made it too popular. So, theoret so theoretically diverse. I'll give it that. The game is still remarkably diverse, but I've asked a lot of mages. Some archers, too. It is a fun deck diverse, though, and that's what's important. Uh, pretty much mostly versus mage, the control in the mid-range, and the mid-range archers. Um, a lot of people were trying out the protector of the monk in various mid-range monk decks and in the control monk uh, shell. So those are probably the three most common decks I've been seeing as well. You're right, just kind of mentioned good old control mage, and we all agree that it's... Always will be. Deck. We hope. Uh, innovation being available in this game is great. Then I proceed to ask Link and Matter Alice their thoughts on that. Yeah, absolutely. It is crazy how much innovation you can do after what, like nearly a year now of not a whole lot of changes to a card pool and like. On a daily basis, it's still decks tweaking, like a metagame of a dozen plus decks and having to tweak every single day to adjust to what people are playing and what people come up with, and then entire new archetypes breaking out. Like every single class can play multiple different decks. So yeah, crazy diverse. Yeah, I think that the meta is obviously really diverse and you can see shifts in the meta every couple of days or so. Um, I think right now it's, it is influenced by the popular streamers a little bit based on what they are playing, like Link himself. Um, you can see like Link or CDH play or Snaxy Man play something and a lot of people will pick that up and can kind of shift and influence the meta. Um, I think though that once there's a more competitive scene that some of the diversity will fall off because a lot of the decks right now you can get to high legend with, but I think when there's actual um, like a competitive scene to it, that some of those decks are going to start falling off and there will be a more narrow meta. Um, but I still think that there'll be you know a handful of decks that can get you to the top. Here I fix my voice issues as we discuss further into the meta and say the game so from here on out just enjoy my smooth voice along with the others you gotta remember though like so yeah more incentives do provide more 
while competition more incentives provides more incentive to play meta decks, you know, to start eliminating some of the weaker decks from the meta, but it also provides more incentive to innovate. There is a lot of room still, like as we find with things like what mid-range mid mage has done, there's still a lot of room for high-level players to find just crazy strong decks that aren't being played. And once you add more incentive, you find more and more of those. So I'm not sure we do shrink by the that much if we get a larger player base or a more competitive scene. Thanks for the chat for letting me know my mic was not working, but I think it should be okay now. So chat, let me know about that. But glad you hear the other two at least. That's the important thing. So anyway, <laughs> all right. So in I think we've covered the latter of the meta current game. Uh, one more thing, I guess Rumble. How do you guys feel about the uh, Rumble Gauntlet and outlooks on future gauntlets? What kind of gauntlets would you like to see? I kind of want to see in prizes. I'll start off with prize-wise, I'd like to see... Hardbacks are hard, because you never actually see your deck or the cards. I guess maybe a gauntlet-themed board for that month, if every month had a different gauntlet. Uh, maybe like a prize gauntlet, where if you got nine wins, you got a special certain board for that month that could be anything. It could be just, you know, an artwork of a living you know, board or anything, really, or just... Any memes or giant or card art or an existing or new card art, and I was then regarding to Rumble Arena, enjoyed it. I mean, I think a lot of free dust was pretty sweet, and for newer players getting into it, if they were able to get you know build collections a little quicker. Uh, your thoughts, Link? Uh, so back when I used to play a game called Soul Forge, I, there was they had a major tournament series, and the prize for winning it is the top. The winner in the top four, I think, um, would get a special golden premium version of whatever the prize card was that they picked. Now, it was called the Golden Gauntlet. So they'd pick cards with gauntlets, you know, armored figures, and then they'd basically put this golden sheen effect on the gauntlets, and they'd give out those premium cards to just these top four. And so myself and my teammates, it was really nice, like in the community and things, forever and a day on ladder, wherever I wanted to play them, I'd have these cards with special golden gauntlets that other people didn't have and i love that sort of exclusive prizes even if it's just cosmetic it is i don't know it's a nice feeling it's a nice thing to strive for Absolutely. i'd love to see that come through gauntlet in elder scrolls like just simple cosmetic prizes they don't need to cost direwolf too much to make or anything but it can go a long way what you're saying alternate, almost like an alternate card art kind of deal yeah um, I agree with alternate card arts would be pretty cool. We've only had a handful of them so far, but you got to give us a freaking new play mat, man. <laughs> and I don't know if that, I don't know that that comes through gauntlet or not. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, but something's got to change there. Um, and I think everyone just wants a leaderboard that, mean something. <laughs> I do. I can, you know, like the you like the can, the four candles and the browns. These are browns. It's a very relaxing yeah, thing more to look at. I don't know how those candles are haven't burned out yet. <laughs> Actually, I played on a PDMD. 
Yeah, uh, he got a glitch that showed the leaderboard, so it looks like they're somewhere in the code are working on that. So that's helpful. Now apparently I sound like I'm super far away. Just can't win. Um. Anyway, so, there are always technical difficulties. Universal rule of these things. Yeah, pretty much. At least it's at least he can somewhat hear me. I think hey, I can always in the editing. I can mess around with trying to boost the sound with myself. At least we showed up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> at least we're on time. That's that's the key, man. <laughs> we're doing it. All right, but moving on. All right, I think we covered. Um... All right, so in in the market, card game market, there seems to be quite a few games out there now. I think Elder Scrolls Legends is positioned. Oh, Hearthstone's kind of. Always going to be big, I'm counting a lot of factors. The first one, uh, a lot of sunken costs people are there, you know, like they played for so long. Gwent having The Witcher and CD Projekt Red really, really not dropping a beat with promoting that game. How do you feel? And there's Eternal in Prairie, but I believe personally that this could be a strong number three, even uh, as Gwent's pretty big. It seems to be growing, and and of course, Hearthstone's is never gonna die. Uh, do you think Elder Scrolls Legends can take that three spot, well, even from Shadowverse? What do you think, Link? Um, from Shadowverse, yeah, absolutely, especially in the Western world. Um, I think we can surpass Gwent fairly easily too. Like Gwent, we were we were a very similar size to Gwent for a very long time, and then CD Projekt Red announced one big tournament. A single big tournament, and their player base increased a hundredfold. And I think if Bethesda does something similar, like as soon as, as soon as there's that dream, this is what a lot of people used to play chase in Magic cards too. As soon as there's that dream, I can make a living playing card games. That attracts a lot of people, and it attracts a lot of your content creators too, who in turn bring people. So I think we can easily get the number two spot. Too. All right, I like, it. I like it. the confidence. I agree. We can, especially with Bethesda backing support way bigger than uh, CD Project. And just just think, I know the Steam release has been popular, and like the launcher, the launcher had its problems. People didn't like it much. But imagine if Elder Scrolls Six was only released on the launcher. What that would have done for our game, if you had to download the Bethesda launcher to get Elder Scrolls Six, that would have been some good exposure. I'm really curious what would have happened. They have to say they, they had the launcher being pretty solid. Yeah, that would have been a very nice push. All right. Um, Letter Ellis, your thoughts on our position and the potential future of the game? Yeah, I mean, I think with what Bethesda's been doing recently and will more than likely do tonight, it, it shows that they're going to make a push in the market. And I think that the longevity of this game will out... I think this game can outlast Gwent. Um, I haven't played Gwent a ton, but I have played it some. Um, and it does seem, and getting feedback from other players, that long-term, it seems like that it's just going to become pretty repetitive. Um, where this game, like, I don't know, it doesn't really get old as much like link has played a ton for months now 
And I mean, he's still streaming it over Gwent primarily, right? Um, and maybe he can touch on that a little bit more. But, and like Link said, you know, announcing one tournament can do wonders. So, I mean, I think, I think that is something that is going to happen in the very near future. And I think once it does, we won't really have, people won't be so worried anymore. And this discussion will kind of die down on Quint or legends will never catch Quint when I think it will happen sooner than people think. Agree, agree. I think one of the things that actually hurts Gwent that this game has is variance. Uh, the lack of variance is a quick appeal, but I think that appeal will fade off, as in, there's a healthy amount of it. As in, it kind of, like, I think Elder Scrolls Legend has a pretty healthy amount of variance. There are some RNG effects, but that makes the game the, uh, not the same. But with Gwent, I often find myself making the same moves, doing the same thing. Quite often, <laughs> not too much variation on what to do. Up a cool move, but more traditional card game like Elder Scrolls Legends, I think, has a healthy with a healthy amount of variance will push that. And... Yeah, I, I think this game's just way more appealing to watch from a spectator point of view, personally. Um, like I, I, I can actually enjoy playing Gwent, um, but watching it, I have a really hard time watching it. Whereas this game, it's really fun to watch for me. True, and always uh, I just want to say, actually, this quick thought: they're always updating the animations. I should probably read the notes, but somebody just played Slaughterfish on me earlier today, and new animation. I'm not sure if you have seen the fish, the cards kind of rising out of the water. That was a cool. Right, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, it was like a splash. It was like they rose up the water. I was like, that's <laughs> makes me want to play the card I'm gonna, again. I gotta play some Slaughterfish now. All right. <laughs> Action assassin, it is. All right. I honestly think that probably, like, most of the premium versions are placeholder art. I, I really do. I don't think, like, there's so many that just have, like, a little glint shine on it, and there's no way that they actually plan to keep it that way. Yeah, I can see that, absolutely. And they have gone and updated a lot of premium arts in the past, like... Right, each patch it's we've added a couple of new premium arts, like updated a few. We got the big Odoving one at one point. Oh, true. The premium one looks beautiful. The one thing I think, uh, I mean, I compare the games I play. I plan to play a lot of these card games, and I'd say the strong things people don't talk about enough is the artwork and the themes going into the games. I think the how do I put this. The experience of playing the game and the voice acting, artwork, the effects coming together really add to that. And I think that's one of Elder Scrolls Legends' biggest strong points. Like when a new player uh, plays and plays something like Moment of Clarity or something, seeing the three cards they're choosing hovering in the board, or Slaughterfish, like we just talked about, rising, a little rising from the water effect. And, you know, that's great. And the voice acting is so good. Voice acting doesn't get enough appreciation, I think, in games. But in comparison yeah. to, like, I play Eternal. They recently added um, voice acting, and I will say it felt a bit weak. It wasn't, like, the heart. I mean, when Odaving speaks, it sounds like this dragon just, I mean, the effect of him slamming on the board, 
fire blasting everything, him casting his um and of wiping the board, plus his voice sounds strong. Uh, yeah. It's like Eternal. I play a card, it's supposed to be this big, bad, you know, sorcerer. You're like, hey guys. And it's like, it takes away from the effect. Here's, here's my wind condition. I just slammed on the ground, and it just, thematically, it didn't really. The effect may be pleasing, but the artwork and the, um, acting really can just kind of take you out and I never really thought about that until I kind of comparing them and seeing voice acting and just themes. I think themes are beautiful I know sure what it may I have all the games I think I think what helps Gwent out is the maybe the little like video the premiums but I think thematically I give it to Elder Scrolls Legends your thoughts? yeah it's I mean my stream will know I've spent a lot of time trying to make Cicero work, and every time I play Cicero without fail, I can't help like with giggling and just share sing along with the is there singing in the void? I can't help myself. It's such a good line. We all know the best voice line is a trebuchet attacking face. <laughs> I've never heard that one. Did it actually say something? I last night then. No, it's just like a creaking, like sound of the trebuchet moving. Uh, I played it on Gauntlet last night, and I did it a few times, a couple of lethals with it. It's so good. I think, speaking of which, I think well, who was it? Who that two zero two mana zero one spy master? But I remember spy master. I think I remember the first time equipping with an item and him attacking, and like surprise. Really, I had a good chuckle on that one. And little things like that, sneaking that in, just add to the game. All right. I think we kind of covered State of the Game pretty well. Looks like it's pretty well. We agree. So we agree unanimously that it's pretty healthy. And then one big tournament announcement with Bethesda backing can go really far. So, yeah. E3, let's get into it. Some theory crafting, man. What do you expect to see and hope to see? Um, I'll pass this off to Link. Actually, let me switch it up. I didn't go into Link. Let me, like, go play a football game. I want to, like, cycle the team out. So let me pass the letter out this time. So, expect to see. Um, well, I think it's obvious that the expansion will be announced tonight. Um, I'm pretty sure I think everyone knows that it's going to be a Skyrim-based expansion, which, in my opinion, is perfect for marketing. Um, I mean, Skyrim, I know as of like last year, like at the end of last year, it sold over 30 million copies in the past, like what, five years, six years. So, I mean, it's their most popular game and I think they can just do a lot with the marketing to bring new players in. So I think that's really well-timed. Um, I kind of expect also a mobile date to actually be announced, like a hard date, not just summer. You know, that could be two months away, that could be tomorrow. Um, but I expect a, I, I expect a date to be announced for that. Um, what I would hope to see, and I kind of half expect it to, um, but I think it's probably more of a hope, is announcing an actual tournament. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, not like, you know, the 5K thing at QuakeCon or whatever, but its own standalone tournament with at least some kind of decent prize pool, like, I don't know, 20, 30,000 at least. Something. Yeah, I see that. That's what we're hoping for. And about you, Tortoise, what are you expecting? Um, I'm expecting more info on this whole Twitch drops thing they've brought up. I know we got a little article of Twitch drops. This is what it is. This is when we're getting it. But like things on how exactly it's going to work, what they're going to do with it, like how much cross promotion it can do. Because like they they mentioned it's for Elder Scrolls Legends at the moment, but they like they hinted at. We're going to expand this across Bethesda games. We're going to make this like a big part of just everything Bethesda does. I'd, I think they're going to give us more information about that, and I'd like to see just how far they push it, how far they can go with Twitch drops. Can they make this just the new standard of Twitch, just always streamers? You can always come to streamers and receive Bethesda goods, and it doesn't have to be like a booster pack or something like that. They can expand things out if they like, and... Make it really rare, like a lottery style, but maybe you can get a free copy of Prey or something in your um, Twitch drops, like for one in, I don't know, like 100,000 or something. You make a lottery or something if it's valuable. But they can do stuff like that, and it's I'm really curious how far they're planning to go, and I think we'll get more details. Because it's I can tell you now, Twitch drops have been insanely helpful for, just the announcement of it have been insanely helpful for all the streamers so far. Steam at least <laughs> that really, really res the game. I'd say, like, we're walking the CBH stream. I believe unhosted he was at uh, three fifty at one point. So looking looking pretty good there. Um, yeah, I'm assuming the long-awaited announcement there, of course, for uh, Skyrim expansion and all that entails as well. You know, that's a good point. I kind of completely blanked on Twitch drops. I'm mentioning it. I am looking forward to seeing what how far they would push that as well. Um, I think that's amazing. That's like an amazing partnership, not just for Legends, but for all their games in general. You know, I just watch getting stuff for a game by just watching. Like you know, you get a code for Elder Hero Legends while watching Prey. People to like then that adds people and vice versa. You know, like you said, you get the Prey and play it. I just think. Yeah, that's a pretty legit thing. Regarding, so expansion-wise, though, a lot of kind of circling around. There was a Reddit post. I was trying to dig it up. Couldn't seem to find it. Regarding some mechanics. But speaking of mechanics, kind of mechanics you'd like to see. Personally, one mechanic I'd really, really, really like to see. Um, well, they already have done it. Rune Interaction. Dark Guardian, for instance, has... Break a rune, draw a card. More of that is what I'm hoping for. You know, all around the colors. Maybe every color has its own kind of flavor of rune interaction. Maybe a legendary that jams a rune. But, you know, one, of course, a one of. But I, that's the big mechanic I'm curious about. They're not just, uh, well, prophecy would actually be more accurate. Yeah, so, prophecies. Reported procs of prophecy or you proc of prophecy, you know, getting rewarded or you maybe even be able to does damage to your opponent when you break it when you activate a prophecy. Mechanics like that. And your thoughts, Lateralis. 
I definitely would like to see um, Blood Dragon's mechanic passed on and maybe keyworded um, to fly or something of the sort, I'm guessing. I think that would be really cool. Um, I do agree more interaction with runes and prophecies would be would, would be good. I would like to see some kind of deck manipulation, honestly. I guess I come from magic, and there's just not really any deck manipulation, um, like messing with cards on the top of your library or things like that. Um, the most that you have is kind of like a the camel, where you can like look at the top three and pick one, and things like that. Um, and some more kind of reanimator stuff. Defiler kind of gave us a sneak peek on that, but and you know, raised dead obviously, but that's about it as far as reanimation goes. Um, so I think they can really expand on archetypes, adding in some new mechanics or just more cards that interact with graveyard and libraries. And Link, your thoughts, hopes. Um. So going back to Cicero real quick, I'd like to see not necessarily the ability to attack your own creatures cards, but things like Cicero that really feed off of your own creatures. So like if you put like an Imperial Grunt in a lane or something, and we have Soul Split, we have Cruel Fire Bloom, they're generally all blue, I don't really care about like all these blue actions. I'd like to see that expanded a lot more. Cicero's ability to attack your own guys to draw cards. I want to on, on a mechanic in the expansion where you sort of just feed off of your own creatures somehow. Like they draw power. Guys that want you to sacrifice your own creatures to be really good. Things like that. Like different, different kind of necro necromancer uh, that like sacrifice a creature and gain stats from it. I'm hoping that it strengthen the spell sword identity too. Because it's like we can identify what each race does, each of their mechanics, right? And spell swords, Imperials mechanic is supposed to be all these tokens. And I feel like that doesn't come through that well in game. So I'd like to see like yellow making tokens and then like purple undead stuff feeding on the yellow tokens. I'd like to see more of that archetype pushed. Hold on. Another thing. Pushing the sound again. Like, can you speak? I'm sorry. Oh, by the way, I posted that uh, Reddit post here looking for a link for in discord um another thing i'd like to see personally is more proactive one drops i feel like there's not very many right now i think there's what crown quartermaster and relentless raider that are like playable proactive one drops um i mean i guess you can count ingolum kind of but i think it would might help the you know with the ring and the mirror matches and stuff just people that blank turn people always typically blank turn one unless they have a ring and then if they miss turn two they're just like a lot of times two cards behind but i think having more one drops that are playable would be really nice okay yeah so I'll do a quick adjustment on my mic there while i'm doing that would you like to see, would you be interested in seeing more cards similar to the allies well in regards that Cards that encourage building a deck in a certain way. Uh, personally, I'd like to see if you have maybe something that says you have your next card is a beast, or I should say animal. If you draw this, oh, let's see. Animal and effect proxy from there. 
something that promotes you to build your deck in a certain way. For or against that, I'll leave that letter Alice for now. Um, I would. I think that I enjoy the, the RNG of the allies because I mean it's influenced by how you build your deck, as opposed to something like Brutal Ashlander or Royal Sage, that are just I don't know. You just hope they do well, or you hope they don't do well. Um, the allies I've always really enjoyed playing with, so I would definitely be uh, happy to see that kind of RNG input into the game. Exactly. Okay, and Link, your thoughts on that? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not as big a fan of the Allies style, where your card either works or it doesn't work. I like it to scale more. I'd love to see Gloomwraith style, if you want to influence deck building, like through tribal things. For those that don't know Gloomwraith, because it's a really obscure card, but it scales, it gets bigger for each purple creature you have. And I'd like to, there's Hero of Anvil, for example. He gets cheaper for each creature you've played this turn, so encourages you to you know, spit out a lot of tokens in one turn. Cards like that, um, that sort of scale with building your deck in a certain way, encouraging those sorts of mechanics, rather than, you know, the on or off of is your top card correct or is your top card wrong. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Would you be interested in things that restri restrictive cards? Like, I've again playing a lot of card games. One thing I played in Hex: certain cards, there are cards that won't allow you to put them in your deck unless you end up having a certain amount of this type of card. So, an orc that may be a little stronger ahead of the curve. However, you can't have it unless you have ten, fifteen or more orcs. Your thoughts on this letter, Alice? Something like that. Um, something like that could be interesting. I haven't really thought about a mechanic like that or a restriction like that. Um, but I can't see it negatively impacting the game. Um, it would just encourage more tribal themes, I guess. And Link, your thoughts on that? Um... I'm not sure it's entirely necessary. I don't know. I always talk about elegance in design, and I think there's. I don't need. Think you need to start introducing like actual deck building, the collection screen as a mechanic for the game. I think. I think I'd rather see it a little or executed a little more cleanly in game. Things like, like you, even if it's just you can put it in your you put it in your deck, but you know you must have at least two walks in your hand in order to play this card things like that from your hand. That sort of restriction rather than involving the collection screen. Okay, that's what you're saying. Like that. All right. I'd like to see more hate bear type cards coming from Magic. Um, cards like Witherhand, Cultists that negatively impact what your opponent's doing or Garnag. Um, I, I, would, I like those kind of cards and I'd like to see more of them spread out through other colors. I like that. Okay, apparently my voice is awesome as always. Now, thank you, chats. But all right, cool. Been joining that. So let me just. And see. one other thing I wouldn't mind seeing is like a maybe an introduction to like a new mechanic or type of action. Um, and I posted that in the Reddit 
um, post a few days ago. I wouldn't mind seeing like a, a Thum type action spell that is, you know, three parts and gets progressively stronger as you use the first part and then the second part does a little bit more and then the third part does a little bit more. I think that'd be really interesting to see. If they're, inter if they're, if they're introducing that anywhere, it'll be in a Skyrim expansion. That'd be perfect. I'm really hoping to see that. Such rich that's the thing about this world games, there's such rich lore, they have a lot of mechanics based off of that. I've heard that film, uh, through, uh, suggestion before. I like it because sometimes it can be really strong if you get all three, but if you just get one, it's kind of an okay card. That'd be pretty. I was debating if hand interaction, as in like, interacting with your opponent's hand, would be healthy for the game, this kind of game. Uh, maybe some, a card that causes your opponent to discard. But I wasn't sure if it fits in this kind of style of game, counting the mana system and everything. So, in my opinion, I think it works in Magic so well because you start with seven cards. In a game like this, where you start with, like, what, three? Well, I guess you technically draw a card, so four. That could be pretty devastating mechanic. I don't know that it could be... I mean, I guess it could be balanced right to where it's not as oppressing, but I think in general they probably will stay away from discard effects, at least in my opinion. Yeah, I don't. I'm I, so I don't. I don't think it's as works as well in Magic as it's often implied either. Like thought seizes, like look at your opponent's hand and take a card out of it. Is one of the most hated cards in all of Magic's history. It's and every single time it's in a format, like it really oppresses that format. The format warps around it really hard. So I'm not sure it is as healthy for Magic as people say. And even if it's not like the same correlation to this game, which it's probably worse in this game, as Lateralis mentioned, I still don't rather not see it here. Yeah, I can agree. Thoughtsies is pretty freaking powerful there's other things that are more balanced like inquisition of Kozilek that are still really good but it's a lot less oppressive well the final mechanic i was looking into because they already have it transformation uh little girl is currently the only card that has that but so many with such a little deep lore of vampires and wolves and in between i guess they can always just make things up because the legends and that the entire encompasses the entire universe to be allowed to kind of play with it. But transformation seems a great mechanic, but I'd like uh, trigger effects. So how do I put this? So instead of just surviving a turn, if you do something, like you maybe just break a room that transforms, so if res a creature from the graveyard transforms, something that triggers like that was. Probably, I think that's kind of fun. It's almost like a little mini quest. Like you have this card, and it's okay, but you can, by doing certain effect that your deck's probably already geared towards anyway, actually, even stronger card. Thoughts on that? That's pretty cool. So Link thinks that's pretty cool. Sweet. All right. So we got your thoughts on that. But you yeah, like those. Those kind of mechanics, I think, are usually fine. 
um, Mo wouldn't be opposed to them, really. Um, I, I, I have always enjoyed those kind of mechanics, personally. Uh, so somebody made the Hearthstone quest joke. Funny, funny. But no, <laughs> not quite that mm-hmm. good. You, you can make it different to the Hearthstone quest, though. The Hearthstone quests encourage you to play out your curve in a certain way. If you make this like a five mana card with one trigger, that's you can create a lot of different game plans around that. That's I think I think there's a lot of design space there. That sounds really cool. I would like to see more interaction with supports in general too. So, a couple of a few cards that actually interact with supports. So I think they can really expand on that. I'm I'm sure that's just going to happen as the card pools get bigger so but it'd be nice to have some new support interaction or synergies in the upcoming expansion and do you have any theory craft or synergies you'd like to see with supports did we lose them i didn't hear oh i'm sorry do you have any like lost oh holy christ did you guys can you hear me anymore you're good we got you okay (laughs) do you have any Examples of what kind of interactions you'd like to see with supports? Um, I mean, I haven't thought too much into it, but I think there's, what, two, three cards that can destroy a support at the moment. Um, a purple, a red, and a neutral. And there's no cards that could, say, protect or make your um, supports indestructible. It makes a lot of supports. I don't know. I think that like there's a lot of cool supports in the game, but I feel like a lot of them can't be used very well. Um, I'm not really sure how you would fix it. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I'm not really sure how they could make it work, but I'd just like to see them try. I guess. Yeah. So almost like Tower Alchemist, maybe Studios Alchemist protects your supports from destroyed. This way, Rothgar Forge can rush by purple or red decks. I can see what you're saying there. But uh, let's see. We're at 15 minutes, but I think we've kind of covered. We went kind of say the game, E3 predictions and hopes. Was there anything else you wanted to uh, link over? Any mechanics or any kind of general thoughts? I. I think that also, while they do announce the expansion tonight, we really should hope that it's not like a month away. Um, CBH kind of has talked about this, and I 100% agree. I think it would be really bad if they push the marketing really hard now, which I think it's going to be starting, and they announce another expansion within the next few weeks. Or something like that and that could be really hard for new players to get into the game um they definitely need at least a couple of months to catch up with the card pool i think so hopefully they don't try to rush it out um i don't think they will i think we could probably expect like a some kind of like august september release which would be perfect in my opinion okay good point i think most people want it as quick as possible but I'm staggering it definitely makes sense to me. And your thoughts, Link? Anything else you'd like to say or any mechanics you'd like to 
Um, I'm always very, very impressed with how Direwolf specifically, like I know it's Bethesda's game, but Direwolf, I'm very impressed with how they design their card games in Elder Scrolls. There's a lot of very, very clever design in Elder Scrolls that's I feel is rather hidden. Um, but I really hope that the developers of Direwolf can like, keep that sort of faith in themselves, that they have done a really good job and that they will keep doing a really good job. Because like people like me can get really critical at times. Um, you know, that's how come this isn't fixed or whatnot. X cards need nerfs. But realistically, they've done a much, much better job than me or anyone I, I know can do. And a lot of times I've looked at things, said this needs to be fixed, and then, like, two months later, I've looked back at it and thought, wow, I'm really glad they didn't listen to me. <laughs> yeah, to piggyback off that, I think that they are also very proactive in fixing the mistakes. Um, you know, they have not been afraid to nerf or even buff cards, which is really nice. Um, and, I mean, I think that they... I do like that they're not... They don't just listen to the general complaints like Atromancer, for example, like a couple months ago, everyone was complaining about it. It was dominating the meta. They wanted it nerfed. And now you look at it, it's, I mean, half the control decks for Mage aren't even using it anymore. Um, it's used more as like a finisher and more mid-range decks now too. So, I mean, I think it's Merrick has kind of fallen out of the meta a lot. So you see a lot less of it now than you did a month or two ago and there was no changes so it's just kind of the meta evolving so i do appreciate that they aren't they don't pull the trigger really fast either on cards i agree with that i think direwolf is doing a pretty excellent job all around with the design of the game and really in you know i also enjoy they've done anti-fun kind of buffs and nerfs uh the reeve buff was really nice that a lot of people were scared to play him because execute gave that one extra, you know, kind of hearing the community out and making it more of a fun card, therefore making it a much more strong card, as well as a nerf to Spell Sword with Divine Forever, knowing that they care about lower lower levels experience, and you know, this, and as well as the Khajiit nerf, you know, the movements, really kind of focusing on the the fun mechanic as well as the competitive scene. I think is just a great and solid way to. Uh, the community care, and it's been all-around improvement for the game. I noticed they're kind of they kind of chomped down on the rune skipping even. Maybe some stuff wanting to add more interactivity. Looks like the you know the uh, raiders were nerfed because they're a bit looks like they're a bit worried about you know that uh, that lack of interaction I suppose. So it definitely shows that they're interested in the all-around experience. Aside from the competitive experience, but also the kind of just the ladder, people who just want to ladder have some fun experience. Yeah, I think it's often underrated that game devs don't just deal with balance. Their goal isn't to balance things, the goal is to make the game fun. So a lot of changes are made to try and make the game more fun necessarily, rather than to try and achieve perfect balance. And they've made those changes too, rather than just like nerfing problematic cards. Each change is being to try to make the game more fun in general. All right, so uh, closing thoughts. 
Either of you have any closing thoughts before we kind of, before we kind of end this? Um, more of an announcement just for anyone that's around. Um, Charmer and I will be doing a co-stream tonight together. Um, we'll be co-streaming the Bethesda Showcase, so we'll get to kind of react and talk about the announcements live. So if anyone is around at midnight Eastern, um, we'd love to see you guys tonight. Definitely. I'll link any announcements or closing statements? Nah, I'm good. All right, I can always cool. plug my stream here, but... <laughs> well, I can plug both. That's sort of, that sort of sellout. Lateralis <laughs> didn't, but... No, no, please, go I'm sell done. out. Sell out, do it. Yeah. <laughs> right, oh, I'm, Tur I'm Turquoise Link on Twitch, so you can always come and watch my stream. Yeah, please. And I'll let Lateralis do the same thing. There, I'll post it in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we like to see. There we go. Guys, uh, follow both these guys, both excellent players. <laughs> uh, great analysis on all their plays. So definitely, if you're out and follow them, yeah, please do. And thank you all for joining me. Uh, this was a lot of fun to do.